Hey, hey, you're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash. This is John Goldman, and you're listening to us on Radio Harbor Country, 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and 93.5 FM out of Sawyer, Michigan. And I'm broadcasting from the beautiful new Sawyer, Michigan uh, studio that we have here, WHRC, Radio Harbor Country. And I'm very happy to welcome today uh, Miles Nielsen, Miles Nielsen of the Rusted Roots, and uh, uh, also uh, playing with his father and brother, Father Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, and brother Daz Nielsen also playing with Cheap Trick, uh, playing this Friday night, December 3rd, at the Acorn Theater, calling themselves the Nielsen Trust. Uh, looking forward to seeing the show on Friday and very much looking forward to talking to Miles Nielsen. Uh, got a chance to see him a bunch of times at the Acorn already. Been, he, for a while, he was playing there just about every quarter and uh, never tired the audiences, that's for sure. It's, uh, he's got a great following up here in Harbor Country. And uh, so we're going to join with Miles Nielsen just after we listen to this song. Did I say rusted roots? I meant rusted hearts. Miles Nielsen and the rusted hearts. And here we are with uh, their song Strangers to start us off here.
Hey, hey, I got Miles Nielsen here on the phone. Miles, thanks for coming on the show. And uh, as I was saying on the radio, I'm really excited to come to the show at the Acorn this Friday, uh, December 3rd. And that's going to be with uh, your dad, Rick Nielsen, and uh, your brother, Daz yeah. Nielsen, right? Yeah, the Nielsen Trust, you know. And have you guys done other shows uh, calling yourselves the Nielsen Trust, or is this a one-time-off thing? You know, what, no, what's we've the story done a few. With um, we, we tried to do a lot more, but uh, the world shut down, and we kind of took that as a sign. Maybe we need to practice more. <laughs> you know, so uh, this will be, let's see. Uh, one, two, I think we've done probably about 11 shows total. Oh, great. Okay. And these and, around uh, the Chicago area or just all over? Just all, We mostly did East Coast in a weird one. The world opened back up. We kind of went East for some reason. I don't really know why. Okay. Sounds good. But uh, we went East and then the first two we played were Wisconsin Dells. Really? So oh, wow. We did that back in March of 2020. Uh-huh. Oh, so and, uh, we did two nights and uh, they were great. And then all of a sudden, uh, the other 11 shows we had booked canceled. Oh, man. Yeah. So so this is something that you had thought about with your brother and your dad uh, pre-COVID. And uh, it sounds like you had that first show and, and then everything got derailed because of it. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of folks, I'm sure, uh, yeah. experience the same thing in whatever their profession in life is. A lot of things got derailed. Yeah, for sure. What what kind of stuff did you do uh, during COVID? Did you do more writing? Did you hang out with the kids? Uh, a, lot you know? of, a lot of stuff that I've been putting off for a long time. Um, you know, finances, uh, life insurance policies. Um, I, the- I recorded about eight new songs for uh, for a new record. Um, let's see, what else did I do? I played wow. a lot of guitar. Oh, great! So uh, you know, I, I was I was a uh, I did a lot of puzzles. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, marijuana is legal down here. So that's right. Right. Uh, did a lot of that. Yeah. Sounds I, good. You know, I didn't have anywhere to be. So, you know, I could stay up late. I could wake up early. I could stay up. You know, I could go to bed early. I could get up late. It was just kind of this weird, like, situation I never found myself in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was a spooky period of time. That's, that's definite. I mean, you know, all of a sudden everything just stopped, you know, and you didn't have to be anywhere. You didn't have to go anywhere. And, uh, I, I think that was kind of hard for a lot of people. I mean, when you're, when your entire, you know, industry shuts down and you're not receiving any emails or phone calls about, you know, yeah, the future of your work, things get pretty weird. Oh yeah. I'll bet. Uh, you know, you start to question like, is this going to come back? Is this, uh, yeah. Is this something that I should even be investing my time in, in the future, you know? And that was pretty short lived because, you know, we were like, okay, yeah, let's not let's not get super dramatic. <laughs> and you it's know, not let's all focus about on new uh, songs. Let's just let's try to focus on things that we can control. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we worked on some new artwork and you know, new songs and new approaches to how we're gonna do things and a lot of time with our kids, which yeah. was great. Yeah, that right, exactly. I mean, if you and your wife, who um, usually tour together, don't do you not? And uh, with uh, you both, my wife and I don't tour together all the time. But oh, um, okay. I'd say about she's with us about thirty percent of the time. Uh huh. Yeah, I know she came up here for prior shows at the Acorn yeah. when you were just uh, we'd, we'd, when you were we try this. to do as much as we can together because we actually like each other. So. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, so you guys have been married about five, six years or something like that. 
Is that cool? uh, five years, just about a week and a half ago? Oh yeah, so that's uh, yeah. that's a special kind of uh, connection there, you know. You, you've, yeah. You uh, you have this period of time, and and uh, you find each other, and and uh, when you're able to find someone that you like to do some stuff with, it sometimes a different type of relationship than you. I don't know if you were married before, but uh, I was. Know. Yeah, I was. So you know, first marriages are often about you know having kids, and uh, you know when you're you found that that spouse out of school or whatever. And yeah, then, we uh, met my first wife and I. We met uh, early on. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah. You know, we kind of just grew through life and found different things, and you know, we had two awesome kids together, and you know, I mean, it's it's great in that sense. But uh, Kelly and I really just kind of have a special connection of music and, you know, the, the lifestyle and right. all the things we like to do are, are very cohesive. Uh, yeah. What was Kelly an entertainer prior to uh, you guys getting married and her working with you? Was she what? Uh, you know, an entertainer, a singer, a, oh, a yeah, musician. She definitely was. I, I actually met her, uh, helped her out on a few shows, like with some, PA equipment and some different things, you know, when I, I knew her previous to, to like working together and then, yeah. you know, becoming a couple. Oh, cool. And, and she's, uh, playing with you guys, uh, she is, as yeah. the Nielsen God, Trust. Yeah. Robin nice. Zander can sing really high and, and I'm, uh, I'm really thankful that she lends her voice to the, to the band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the kind of songs that you're going to do with your dad and your brother and your wife, are, are they, some of, uh, you know, the Rusted Heart songs or they, some of um, uh, Cheap Trick songs, mix of everything? It's kind of a mix of everything. Uh, it, it's definitely heavy on the Cheap Trick side of things. Nice, um, right, because your dad and brother are both uh, playing with Cheap Trick. Yeah, and the nice thing is, you know, I don't get to play the Cheap Trick songs every night like Dax does, you know, right. my dad. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I want to do, I'd like to do this song or I'd like to do this song. Yeah. You know, I try to pick songs that Cheap Trick's currently not doing. Uh-huh. Outside of maybe a few of the, you know, the, the big hits. Well, your dad wrote a bunch of those early big hits, did he not? It was when he wasn't he the main writer he for. He did, him? and he wrote, uh, you know, your "I Want You to Want Me Surrender," "Dream Police." Uh, yeah, you know, the one just that, a few of them. <laughs> just a few of them. The ones that everyone knows. Uh, well, that's gonna be great. And I I know that uh, Miles Nielsen and the Rusted Hearts play. Uh, I think "Surrender," right? You guys uh, uh, play we do version a, of that, like a stripped down version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that you know, it pulls it all out. You get to really hear it. It's a, it's a great version. You get version. to really hear the lyrical content of the song, which sometimes it gets lost by the bombastic guitars and you know, yeah, the yeah. fun drum fills and the sing along stuff. So you really get to hear the, you know, the narrative of the tune comes out. Right. Now your dad has a notorious um, uh, guitar fetish collection do you, do you uh <laughs> you have a lot of instruments sort of as well lightly, i guess <laughs> well maybe i am putting it lightly do you know do you know how many he has i guess it might I it might be a, somewhere around the 300 mark oh man that's that's a lot of that takes up a lot of space let alone <laughs> yeah he's got like four storage units he's he's pretty ridiculous with, i mean you know 72 and still wants to keep every one of them you know yeah yeah like you can't even, there's no way you can play all of them. There's just no way. <laughs> like, you know, maybe you should just start gifting them to your kids, you know, <laughs> or grandkids. Do your, do your kids play instruments as well? Um, yeah, my daughter plays a bit of piano. Um, my other daughter tr tries to sort of figure out the guitar, but they're both pretty good singers. 
you gonna you gonna do any recording with them? I mean, am I? I think I read that uh, you went to school to be a um, a recorder. I think we might have lost him there. Um, well, that was a a nice early interview with uh, Miles. Let me see if I can get him back on the phone. Uh, well, Miles and I got disconnected. I'm hoping to reconnect with him soon. In the meantime, let's play uh, another song from uh, his Oh Boy, no, let's see, Oh Bahoy album, 2019 album. It's called Hands Up. If everything's anything, I want it all I'll take you back again if you give me everything And if everything's anything, I want it all I'll take you back again if you give me everything And if everything's anything, I want it all If everything's anything, I want it all. Put your hands up, put your hands up. If you're innocent, it'll be clear. Put your hands up, put your hands up. If you're innocent, it'll be If everything's anything, then I want it all. I'll take you back again if you give me everything. And if everything's anything, then I want it all. Put your hands up, put your hands up. If you're innocent, it'll be clear. Put your hands up, put your hands up. If you're innocent, it'll be clear. Put your hands
That was Miles Nielsen and the Rusted Hearts with uh, uh, one of their songs from the 2019 album. And as you heard, uh, Miles is going to be playing with his dad, Rick Nielsen, and his brother, Daz Nielsen, and his wife, Kelly, uh, this Friday at the Acorn Theater. And sounds like they're going to be playing a whole mix of uh, different songs, some cheap trick songs. So um, wanted to play you some of uh, some of the you know biggest and baddest uh, cheap, cheap trick songs in anticipation. And here's um, here's one from uh, the early early days, and uh, I think you'll all recognize this. Here we go. I want you to want me. All right, that was uh, Cheap Trick with uh, 
I want you to want me. And, you know, Cheap Trick is also really famous for this Surrender song, which uh, is one of those songs that, uh, you know, I heard a lot of when I was uh, growing up. And uh, But Miles Nielsen has done his own cover of that one. And uh, that one's... Uh, Really got some uh, special sound to it. Let's let's listen to that one. Um, let's see. Let me line this up. All right, here we go. Miles Nielsen's version of "Surrender." She told me I'll meet girls like you. She also told me stay away. You will never know what you catch. Just the other. Day I heard some soldiers falling off Some Indonesian junk is going round Mommy's alright, Daddy's alright They just seem a little weird Surrender, surrender don't give yourself away And father says you mother's right She's really up on things Before we married mommy served in the wax Then I heard the wax recruited all maids for the war. But mommy is in one of those. I've known her all these years. Mommy's alright, daddy's alright. They just seem a little weird. Surrender. Surrender, don't give yourself away. Ay, ay, Surrender, 
All right, yeah, that was um, Miles Nielsen from his Live from Rockford album. He's uh, notoriously uh, a citizen of Rockford, still lives there, uh, raised his family there, and now lives there with his wife, Kelly. Uh, And Rick Nielsen, also a very famous resident of Rockford, Illinois. Um, I uh, wonder if there's going to be any Rockford residents at the show on Friday um, at the Acorn. But uh, I guess we'll, we may or may not find out. Um, that was uh, from their Live from the Rockford album. I'm also going to play from that 2015 album this uh, combination, Story of Tokyo, which is one of his songs, and the song Tokyo. Um, I do remember him talking about this and uh, finding it to be quite funny. Uh, Miles is, is a great showman on stage and uh, a real gentleman off stage. And... Uh, uh, I think that we're all really going to enjoy this show on Friday. Here he is. Uh, here's the background on the story of Tokyo and then going right into uh, the song Tokyo. Uh, fun thing about writing songs is you can make up stories as an adult that are outrageous and people think it's um, art. <laughs> I was in the airport and I saw these two really beautiful people, both the male and female variety. And uh, I must have been early to the airport because I was slow enough to realize what was going on and totally study them for like five minutes as they walked past. Creepily, like just like creeping on them. Just like, oh man, he's so good looking. Man, she's so good. They're gonna be, I bet they're gonna be on the same flight going to Tokyo. And they're going to fall in love and they're going to sit next to each other. And when they get there, they're going to start doing heroin. Yeah. And their whole lives are going to fall apart. Both of them. And just in a matter of weeks, days, hours. There's a song I wrote called Tokyo. Why it was afraid to take her on a date 
<laughs> All right, yeah, so I'm sure Miles is used to people uh, calling out for Cheap Trick songs. And uh, we did hear Miles's version of Surrender. Uh, definitely could understand the lyrics a little better and a uh, little bit of a smoother pace. But uh, I'm going to bring you back to the original because uh, it really is just quite, the, quite a great song. So um, here we go. Uh, here it is. Cheap Trick with Surrender.
All right, and now we have Miles back in the studio, or virtually back in the studio. Uh, good to hear back from you, Miles. And, yes, uh, sir. I'm back in action. <laughs> sounds like you were uh, out and about doing a little walk around in, in nature. I'm glad you had an opportunity to do that. This is, we, we really got lucky. Today's a gorgeous day. I'm, is, I'm up here in know. Michigan. It's beautiful, but uh, I heard that the Chicago area pretty much has the same weather. So uh, it's, it's nice, and you know how it is this time of year. When you get a nice day, you got to go out and get it because exactly we yeah. all know what january and february look like that's right uh yeah yeah and even when it like you know gets into like march and you get a nice day you're like oh this is great you know uh, but inevitably we're we're probably going to get s- snow in april so uh yeah, you definitely have happens. to yeah exactly you gotta you gotta uh, look to to get around that um so uh yeah, I was uh in the meantime I got to play a couple of songs off your live in Rockford album and um you're you you're like a lifelong resident of Rockford, uh, correct? I am. Yeah. I am a lifelong resident of Rockford and uh <laughs> sorry, I'm rever- I'm reversing my my car right now. It's beeping at you. Oh, uh, yeah, um, no worries. Yeah, lifelong resident of Rockford. I moved out, you know, I've moved out a few times. I've uh Try to escape. I've done some California. I've done some Florida. I've done some Central Illinois. Um, done some suburbs of Chicago. But uh, ultimately, I keep coming back to Rockford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rockford's a great town. I I actually almost lived there when I uh, first got out of school. I uh, interviewed with a place out there and uh, ended up not doing it. But uh, it was a really cool town, and it has grown so much since then. Um, yeah, it has actually. I feel like every every month or two, I see growth here now these days, which which is uh, refreshing. Because for a while, you know, we weren't we weren't, we weren't seeing a whole lot. All we were seeing is things going in in other places. You know, we had a lot yeah. of we were like, you know, we, they were called it the Screw City, and uh, that was because of all the nuts and bolts that were manufactured here. And you know, and and uh, for a while, those those a lot of those corporations started closing up and shutting the doors and either going overseas or going elsewhere. So um, it's nice to see we've got uh, kind of a booming aerospace industry that's happening here in Rockford, which is oh, pretty I, fun to watch. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. You know, the airport has um, one of the longer runways around so we can land some pretty big planes here. And we have UPS and Amazon. And I didn't know uh, about that. I, know. I know about the, you know, the Chrysler plant in Belvedere. And uh, yeah. I think I just read that uh, they're going to start creating uh, or producing um, uh, electric vehicles out of that plant. So that's going to. I've heard the same. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. I think I think that's a year or two away still. But right, right. Um, you know, I've got a lot of friends that uh, have worked there over the years and continue to work there uh, in all different facets, but. Uh, Anytime that we can have an influx of jobs coming through, you know, you, you feel good about your community because that means they're going to put the money back into your community, which is nice. Yeah. And well, you don't a... have that. You know, you got to worry about your, your friends who own local pubs or restaurants or, you know, car dealerships or, you know, anything, anything. Yeah. And so that, you know, we, we've sort of we've hit uh, what I feel like is at least hitting in the right direction, you know, right back on the so upswing. That's yeah. Kind there's, of a nice feeling. There's a definitely an adjustment time when, uh, when those factories go out of business and people are out of work and, and then, you know, having to retool and finding new industry or new businesses to 
um, be able to provide jobs for the people that are still there. You know, just because yeah. they lose their job doesn't mean they're going to, you know, leave their hometown like that. Anyway, <laughs> we can go on and on, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, now uh, we sound like some, you know, some blue collar guys. Yeah. So uh, uh, you obviously grew up in a musical home. Uh, any of uh, uh, and your your father grew up in a musical home. Your grandparents were musical and they had a music uh, store. So, you know, there really yeah, probably I, wasn't any other. I'm, the, uh, I'm fourth generation musician. Um, oh, wow. And yeah. And everyone actually in those four generations, that was their primary job. Um, that's so that's really amazing. Yeah. So your great grandparents really too? And, uh, you know, sort of duped at the same time. Like <laughs> they made it look so, you know, glamorous and easy, you know, and then all of a sudden you get into it and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. I thought there was tour buses, jets, and lots of money. Uh, turns out there's, you know. There's another side of music. There's a whole other side of it. Which yeah. Is, uh, you know, you really have to put in a lot of work. So, um, I, but I, I, you know, sort of on the joking side, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to do the work. I like to work. So, you know, it, it's whether it's crafting songs or, you know, driving 32 hours for a festival in mexico with your band and, and all your gear in tow yeah you know we, we do it all and uh i i enjoy all the processes of doing it all uh, i feel like you know you, there's really not an opportunity to take shortcuts when you're doing it and you're you know doing it independently i feel like you have to you have to do all the things wear all the hats and uh I, i'm fortunate that i you know i'm i'm the guy who designs the t-shirts and i'm the i'm the guy who you know, writes the songs. I'm the guy who will get out and change the tire. I'm the guy who'll, who'll drive the van straight through the night, you know, 15 hours to get home. Cause we all have kids and want to see our kids, you know, I yeah. feel like it's a, it's a, it's a blue collar job in some strange way. You know, it's, I mean, it's, we're, we're out there, you know, loading the van every day and, you know, just, just doing it. So, yeah. And you've really had to adjust. I mean, uh, when you started the band, what, 2009, I think you started the band, uh, Rusted Hearts? Started the band in 2011. Put 2011. Put solo record in 2009, but didn't have a band until um, 2011. And these are the same guys you started with in 2011, right? Uh, we've had a few adjustments, but we've had the same guys for going on 10 years now. Oh, that's great. I mean, you know, which is the, you know, the depth I mean, of your I think we're, connection. I think we're like five months away from 10 years. That's uh, that's is, amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a rarity. You know, we're, we're like we're an actual band. You know, we're like we're, we're guys that, uh, you know, the, the same five guys are on stage every time that we play. You know, it's um, right. You know, I, I don't know if, you know, it wasn't necessarily uh, a focus of mine to, to not have it that way. I've always wanted to have a band. I never, I never wanted to just, you know, pick guys up and be like, Hey, I'm going out with playing my songs for the, you know, the next two weeks, you go, you want to be in the band. And, you know, by the time those two weeks are over, you're just becoming a band at that point. You know, yeah. you're not, you're not getting the, you know, over the 10 years, like, you know, I always associate being in a band and playing music together. It's like, it's like you're a dancer, you know? And if, you're able to know how that person dances, you know, you, you can sort of, you're not stepping on their feet or their toes and you're not bumping heads with each other. You're, you're able to, to dance and, and make a, 
you know, make some magic because you already kind of know you anticipate the moves, you anticipate how people are going to move their own way. And, you know, you sort of do the same. And, and it's a, it's been a, a real, a real nice thing for me to be able to have the same guys. And, you know, I, I mean, I look at other bands and, you know, they're going on eight, 10 guys that they've changed out in the time that we've been a band. And, you know, I'm just, I'm always thankful because, you know, we just, we pick up where we left off, not, not starting over every time. Yeah. So have you, um, gotten, uh, have you, have you been starting to do some more touring with the rusted hearts as a result of, uh, you know, kind of things slowing down with COVID you have dates we out have, there for the rest of the We've been fortunate. We were really busy once things kind of opened back up and we got, we got real busy. We kind of got right to it, but, uh, you know, in the Midwest, I'm sure that, you know, we'll kind of see it together, but, um, you know, just kind of seeing as things go back into the, the indoor thing, there's, there's still some trepidation about the whole thing and, you yeah. know, and, and rightfully so everybody's, you know, everybody can feel the way they want to feel. I, I just, you know, I don't have a, believe it or not, I don't have a trust fund and, um, I got to get out and work. So, you know, we're taking everybody in our camp is vaccinated and taking our precautions to go out and safely go play music. But, uh, we are definitely, um, looking to play more shows. Yeah. And, and no meet and greets probably, you know, especially with this new Omicron, uh, um, variants coming out. People are starting to get worried about that, even though I don't even think it's, it's, uh, reached the shores of the United States yet, but it's it's all just happening right now you know yeah i don't people think are it, you know, I, don't, about that. I don't think this thing is going away uh anytime soon i yeah, think it's just true. a matter of how we navigate it and safely navigate it and you know try to do the right thing or along the way i mean we haven't really had to deal with much of it because it's been so nice weather-wise we've done a lot of outdoor things we did a festival down in mexico you know we did some shows down in arizona all over the place down there in the southwest uh like i said we were we were east coast with the nielsen trust um, now things that are getting colder in the Midwest, we're starting to go s- some indoor shows. So, uh, we'll see how it yeah. all goes, I guess. Yeah. A whole different chapter on that. Well, you know, I wanted to also ask you about your songwriting because, uh, I, I you're a very prolific songwriter. You've put together all these albums over the last couple of years and, uh, it sounds like you did a bunch of writing, uh, you know, since March of 2020, uh, now that you are so, in, you know, um, ingrained with, uh, your band members, do you find yourself writing for the band? In other words, I mean, you know, like, oh, you know, I know he'll be able to take that one and, and go with that. Uh, or do you I definitely do? Yeah. Um, I definitely, yes. Um, knowing our, our limitations, if you will, uh, which I feel like I'm lucky that this we kind of have a pretty high ceiling uh, as far as musicianship i have I'm, I'm really lucky to have a bunch of great players good ears and guys that uh, can play a bunch of different in- instruments so sky's kind of the limit with us um there's some there's some things and some feels that i i always try to go for and then i'm like yeah that's maybe not our strong suit and um but I, yeah i do write for for our band uh knowing that we have the ability to, you know, Adam, who's our keyboard player, he's our multi-instrumentalist. He plays horns, keys, percussion, vocals. Uh, He can play bass. He can play guitar. I mean, uh, Dan, our guitar player, you know, he's a great, he's a great recording engineer producer himself. And uh, he plays, 
guitar, bass, piano, keyboards, uh, vocals, percussion, drums. I mean, you know, it's like there's a lot going on there. So I, f- I feel like I'm, I've got, you know, a lot going for me as far as, you know, if we want to do a song that sounds a certain way. Uh, pretty much, you know, we can go for that. So yeah. it's, it's a, it's a fun band to have, you know, the rusted hearts are super, super talented, which I'm super lucky to be a part of. Uh, when you do your recording, do, do you do it yourself? Cause I, I know you went to school, uh, to, to learn recording. Uh, I don't, I try to stay out of the way of it so I can stay, you know, within the realm focused of on the... creating my own songs. Yeah. You know? I, I try to stay out of the way of, and we've had a really good relationship with, a. Our friend Dwayne Lundy, he's he's a producer out of Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, we we just, you know, with all of us having kids and wives and dogs and yards and you know the things that come along with adulthood, it's kind of nice sometimes to be able to get away. Yeah. And You're not, not recording you know, like, in your oh, basement every time. Leave now to pick up, you know, their daughter from it, kindergarten or it's a know, special event. Got to leave now because it's their grandma's birthday. And you know, it's like, if we're, if we go to Lexington and we just kind of hunker down, we're just, yeah. we're all the way in. Yeah. So, you're fully invested in it. Plus when you yeah. so work with I feel a, like that for yeah. me, that's like the best way to make records is when we're just, we're locked in and we're fully, we're just fully invested in the whole thing. When you uh, walk into a studio and do that kind of thing, do you come fully prepared with the music ready or is, is some of the writing process completed during the uh, recording session? I feel like every session's a little different. Um, I don't know that I've ever, well, I did. Well, let's see. The presents the rusted hearts record in 2011 was pretty much a fully completed. All the songs were done. We just had to get them and nail them. Uh, the other records since have been, um, you know, I think halfway there, uh, maybe even the majority of the way there with the heavy metal record, but we were already playing like six of those tunes live. Oh yeah. You were pretty used to it at that point. So we were out playing. So it was kind of a, you know, it was actually kind of a bummer when we got to, uh, releasing our record for our fans. They were like, wait, we've heard these songs for the last (laughs) six months. You know, (laughs) Right. Do you uh, have, do you have a loyal fan group that comes to, you know, wherever you are kind of thing? Uh, we've got a pretty good loyal fan base of folks that, travel and show up and cool i'm always amazed that they don't get sick of us you know <laughs> well you know you make it fun i gotta say you've got a loyal fan group up here in uh, harbor country i mean you know i i've been to a bunch of your shows at the acorn i you were I you guys were there, playing I, like I, yeah I two three it. times a year for a while before the pandemic hit it, it yeah. is uh it is really a fun venue and uh it is it makes it fun for the performer because you know you if if as long as you're not committed to this is our show and this is how we do it every time. I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen in our shows 90% of the time. That's fun. You know, which is fun. I mean, you just, you know, like, well, we kind of, you know, what our, our usually we'll say like, you know, let's pick the first four or five songs to start the night and then let's go from there. Right. Because then you get a pretty good idea what the crowd is that night and how they feel. And if, if they'll go all the way down to some of the low, you know, sl- slower, more, you know, melancholy tunes with you, you know, it's fun yeah. to do those songs sometimes in a room that people are listening. Um, and then there's other times where it's like, no, this is a party crowd. Uh-huh. These people just, they have not been out in a month and they want to just rock and roll. Right. Right. You know, so then we'll do that. So 
you know, we just, we try to just make every show a little different based on every show is different. Yeah. Well, I, I know what you mean by, you know, you, sometimes you get crowds that are there to hear the music and sometimes you get crowds that are there, you know, just, uh, there for having some drinks or having some food and it's a little distracting, but you know, I guess as long as you recognize what, what they're there for and, and, uh, you know, it can either be a really engaged crowd or, um, you get to play for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, you have these anticipation and, and this, you know, you're like, okay, it's going to be like this. And then you realize you're like, why did I have any expectation to what the crowd was going to be? Because now it's completely different. I got myself all psyched up to play some of our more down tempo, you know, songs that are, you know, I would say a more on the melancholy sort of sad side of town, you know, but you know, right. I, I like those tunes. And when you have a crowd that's like willing to go there with you, it makes the more fun rocker tunes, you know, kind of, kind of stand out a little bit more. So, well, how but do you do again, it? Yeah. Sometimes, man, it's just not meant to be. And people just want to have a good time. That's right. Uh, well, how do you do it with uh, your dad and brother and, and Kelly, when you guys go out as the Nielsen Trust, do you, do you come with a full set list and everything's real well planned? Or do you just get out there and just, you know, kind of read the audience like you do we with... kind of have a set list to sort of stay within a parameter, but I don't think we've played the set the same that it's written any night that we've played a show. <laughs> right. There's always variations. You know, I mean, it's like, well, let's let's move this to later in the set or, hey, let's, you know maybe let's not do that one tonight or maybe that's too many mid tempo songs in a row. Let's, you know, right. Right. And is it just the four of you in the Nielsen trust or are there other no, musicians? There's, uh, there's two okay. guys from the rusted hearts in the, our bass player, Dave oh, and our good. keyboard player, Adam. Oh, great. Okay. And, uh, your brother's on drums. Is that right? Yep. And your dad was originally a drummer. I, I read. So yeah. he, he moved from drums to uh guitar, but that was even before, Starting well, cheap I trick. He, I think he went from flute to drums to keyboards to guitar. Oh man, so he's been all over. Did he yeah. have a formal music education? Uh, he was thrown out of the band in uh, seventh grade and asked to never come back to <laughs> Rockford Public School Band because he told the uh, instructor that he was a drunken buffoon and shouldn't be allowed to teach music to him or anyone else <laughs> maybe he was <laughs> he his, his the principal actually some 20 years later actually came up to my dad and said you know what rick you were right but well, he'd already been kicked out and his parents had already passed away so he's like yeah. now you tell me my parents hated that you know oh yeah so right here's him. your parent your grandparents were these uh you know uh, uh musicians at heart and um own that record store and and then to have their son thrown out of the band. Well, at least he, you know, at least he went out on his own and, and figured it out. Sometimes you need those hardships in order to. Yeah. Uh, character building. Yeah. Character building for sure. Yeah. Uh, and did you grow up learning guitar? Or did you have other instruments that you were? I started off on the trumpet. Uh huh. Fifth grade band. To, or... Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, like middle school jazz band, middle school uh, concert band. Yeah. Kind of stuff and then i moved to uh i moved to the guitar i started learning the guitar like middle of eighth grade and then uh i think my freshman year i started playing out in bands around the local area and realized that girls thought it was pretty cool if you could sing and play guitar <laughs> right <laughs> especially in a rock band yeah 
so I, you know, I kind of stuck with it. Now I'm, now I just, you know, I'm, I'm way more into the, the craft of songs and I can never move my hands like Joe Bonamassa. So, you know, I just, I'll stick to writing more Americana tunes. Oh, there you go. Uh, do, um, uh, so, so when you, um, were growing up and you were in bands, you know, uh, what kind of bands were those? I mean, and did any of them last? Uh, you know, what, what kind of bands were you in before uh, you started the going out solo and working with the Rusted Hearts? I mean, yeah, I was, you know, uh, growing up, you know, like getting in these like rock and roll cover bands uh, and then going to college and, you know, being the singer of a couple rock and roll cover bands and then latter half of college get starting to just get into some writing and then getting out of college and starting an original band with my brother Dax. We had a band called Harmony Riley and uh lasted for about eight years and then Oh wow. We uh closed the chapter on that and then we moved over and then I started producing more stuff and I'm working in the studio more and then it's kind of the led me to having a little downtime and starting to work on some of my own songs and then here comes the solo record and then the rusted hearts. And then 10 years later, here I am talking to you. There you go. Yeah. Well, that was right. the very, like that was the cliff notes version. Uh-huh. No, no. I... But yeah. You know, I mean, like anybody, you know, it's like the, you know, you hear, you know, if, if watching the Beatles documentary, you know, it's like, then the Beatles would go to Hamburg and they would play for eight hours a night, you know? And you're like, geez, I remember when we would have four hour gigs, you know? Oh yeah. That's, and, uh... and that's where you learn how to, play guitar and it's where you learn how to work a crowd that's where you learn how to do everything that's a lot of songs to remember too a four-hour gig a lot of songs to remember yeah <laughs> it's a lot of lyrics to forget right so uh when when you were growing up did you ever go out on tour with your dad absolutely loved it oh yeah that's, oh great. that was my that would be my summer vacation oh wow that sounds great and so Up on you, the bus, man, just get on the bus and go with the band. That yeah. My, I would spend a month on tour with them every summer if, if, you know, if everything lined up and it's probably annoying for my dad, but it was great for me. <laughs> well, he also, you know, he didn't have to bring you, but, but he did. So, uh, he had that exposure and, uh, that yeah, can was, kind of skew things. I'm sure. I mean, you were talking before how, uh, you just thought that being a rock star meant, uh, you know, jumbo jets and, uh, and, uh, you, you know, um, uh, limo drives to the to the venue and and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff turns out it's not <laughs> <laughs> not for I everybody mean, that's right you know there are there are times when you fall into lucky situations you know I, I we were at the chicago bulls game last night and we were sitting right behind the players you know um we got lucky you know we have friends that are sweet and you know oh yeah yeah giving, and uh we're like hey you should go to the bulls game you know, I'm like, absolutely. So Kelly and I were at the game last night. We had, you know, seats right behind the bench. You, you know, That's you don't great. get that experience, you know, a lot in life where you can be that close to right. people of that caliber. And so, you know, just things like that where it's like, you know, we've run into some pretty great situations by by way of our music. And, well, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're still so humble about, uh, you know, your your setup and your band. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's so in, encouraging. I mean, you know, here you grew up in this, uh, environment where, um, you know, probably had no one telling you, uh, 
you know, anything was bad or anything. And, and, and here it is that, you know, you really get a chance to, you have both sides of it. You know, you, you get to see that side, but you also get to see what it's really like to, to be your, in your own band. When yeah, you were I growing mean, up uh, and having a famous dad and, and, you know, music like that, did you get to meet, you know, some of your musical idols? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's- I mean, you know, whether it was uh, Skid Row or Motley Crue or Robert Plant or, you know, Steven Tyler. Amazing. Um, wow. You know, got to meet some pretty cool people. Yeah. Uh, what kind of bands? Not all did- of them were you know, not all of them were cool, but you know, yeah, they, they might've been but, like, who's I mean, this kid? The majority of them were all excellent, excellent people that, you know, I, I just, again, it's, you know, you just, it never seemed like something that I didn't want to do. Yeah. You know? So, you know, your, your dad's music is, um, I, I mean, it's, you know, it's so hard to put anything in kind of a genre, but it was, uh, considered probably heavy metal kind of band, you know, hair band kind of music for a little bit, maybe, maybe even prior to all that, but, uh, a little, a little heavier than, um, than the kind of music that you play. And was there any kind of reckoning within yourself where you were kind of like, you know what, that's my dad's music. You know, this is what I like. Uh, did, did you get to a point with that where, um, you know, you recognize that, that you had a different style than your dad? You know, I, I never really, like, never concerned myself with that. Like, oh, yeah. my songs, his songs, like, what I would, you know, sometimes I write songs that I feel like, oh, man, this is this is pretty heavy for us, or, you know, or, man, this is really wimpy for us, you know. I mean, I, you know, I, I just write based on a story or a feeling and, I don't really concern myself with how it sounds or, or how it plays into what our sound is necessarily or any of that. I feel like, you know, just write songs. If they work out for us, great. If not, you know, maybe Kelly and I could do them in our, in our duo stuff or, you know, maybe pitch it to someone else that might like it. Have other musicians played any of your songs? Yeah, we've, we've had some people oh, cool. cover our tunes, which is uh, flattering, you know? Um, yeah for sure. I mean, it's, it's strange, especially to hear someone else's take on our tunes. Right. Right. Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> you know, this yeah. Tokyo song, I, I was, uh, playing it while, while, you know, you were recharging the phone or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it's racing but, to get to you. Yeah. You know, well, thank you. But, uh, you know, it's really, it's such a, uh, a great example of, you know, not every song has to be based on something that actually happened. Here you were, you know, in the airport and just just watching people and happened to notice this couple and decided that, uh, oh, I wonder if I change the storyline that they actually meet and, and then they get to, to Tokyo. And, and then, of course, you know, the, the heroin overdose, it's, uh, uh, well, that just, changes love, it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, the aspects of being a kid that I sort of, I'm sad that, you know, we grow out of it is just imagination. Right. Well, you don't you have know, to grow out of your imagination. You don't have to, but you know, there's certain things, you know, you, you, you it, I find it a little harder to get there sometimes just based on, you know, everyday life things that that's come into for play, sure. But, yeah. Know, you know, when you can still like see something for not at all what it is, you know, I, I, I kind of love that. Like, I don't know that those people were going to go do anything or they even knew each other, but in my mind, like, this is my story about them. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
That'd be interesting to, uh, if they ever became aware that the song was written about them and what their lives were really like, that would be an, an amazing <laughs> follow-up, an epilogue to, uh, to uh, the that song. That would be amazing. Tokyo 2, maybe. <laughs> how you could ever even, even find those people, find. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> maybe with, uh, you know, with yeah. the Facebook's ability to identify pictures. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that, that, might, that might be the only way, but... That would take a long time. I, I wish I, sh- I should have taken a photo of them. Yeah, uh, there you go. That and then you know, th- then they would have really been creeped out. But uh, you probably didn't even know it at the time. Like you thought, like, oh, I wonder what's happening. And then the song came about afterwards. It would have been uh, really a, quite the chance that you had taken a picture of them, knowing that you were going to create this song out of it. But yeah, uh, one day, yeah. Uh, well, keep it up, man, and uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks very so much, much for, uh, looking forward. Uh, oh yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on Friday, and yeah. um, uh, have a safe travels. And uh, appreciate we'll, it, buddy. I'll we'll talk, see you then. I'll, I'll see you on Friday. All right, take care. All Thanks. Right, take care, bud. Bye. Bye. And just like that, Miles Nielsen. Um, glad that uh, we were able to reconnect with him. Uh, you're listening to Johnny Secret Stash. I'm John Goldman, and this is Radio Harbor Country, WRHC 106.7 FM out of Three Oaks and WRHZ 93.5 out of Sawyer, Michigan. And uh, make sure you catch the Nielsen Trust with Miles Nielsen, uh, his brother Daz, uh, his dad Rick Nielsen, and his wife Kelly. Uh, and then uh, he also mentioned that there are a couple of members of the Rusted Hearts that are playing with them too. That's this Friday at the Acorn Theater. Check it out, and thanks for listening.